Hello and welcome to Blast Beats and Bicycles, the podcast edition here. While we're on lockdown, we are broadcasting from our home studios in Minneapolis as McAllister has gone dark, as has WMCN. So we are going to be back on the radio as soon as we hopefully can. But for now, we're continuing our conversations with people in the uh, bike and music worlds here in the Twin Cities. And today we're happy to have uh, Sean Pease from the Meesville 56 on with us. Sean, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's good to be back again after about a year here. Yeah, it's great to have you here. I wish, uh, like last year, we were talking about an upcoming event, but uh, sadly, you've had to uh, postpone this year's event. Talk a little bit about how you made that call. Well, I, it, I mean, it was easy now, looking back even two weeks ago, when we, when we did have to make that call. It, you know, our social responsibility was we have, to, we have to at least postpone the event, and we didn't want to cancel it. Um, a lot of events just canceled it, and I totally understand that because uh, everybody's got a life, uh, uh, you know, aside from the event. Um, in this case, be, and I think mostly because we have a, a partner when it comes to the charity, it was easy for us to just say, if we are allowed to postpone it and if there's a date that makes sense later in the year, sometime 2020, we can easily just pick it up and move it to that day because mm-hmm. everything else is in place. Nice. Um, so, you know, we filled up again very quickly this year. Um, we had decided this year to go 100% charity, which was um, a little bit of a leap of faith. But at the same time, I was confident in, you know, 500 spots is what we had again this year. And, Last year we did 250 for free and 250 for the charity registration. They both filled up within a day um, wow. separately. And um, this year, so we decided to do the full charity and um, raise as much money as we could through soft goods sales. And so everything that I'm doing, partnering with 360 Communities, was going back to the charity, like That's literally fantastic. everything we were doing. So, um. But we filled up in a day again. So wow. we had very little Internet issues. I mean, of course, when you put a, a time stamp on a registration and it's a popular event and it's gravel riding is becoming more popular, mm-hmm. It you know, the servers were having trouble keeping up with the people, but um, we didn't have any major crashes or anything like we had in years past. So, you know, you get a few people on social media, like, I can't get in, I can't register, the servers are down, and I'm like, you just have to, you know, take a breath. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know, in general, take a breath, take a sip of coffee, that usually cures most things, and uh, try again. And th- and usually by the second or third time, at the beginning anyway, people were able to to get in and get registered. Um, but, but again, by the end of the day, we weren't completely full, like that a fiscal day, but I think probably by the next morning, I think it actually did take till the next morning. So it was it then became a fiscal day. Yeah. Full in 24 hours. So that's great. Yeah, it it, were, it really was. So when you do the quick math at 500 spots at 56 bucks a piece, we were just shy of thirty thousand dollars. Wow! Congratulations. That's yeah. really exciting. Yeah. And so have you started thinking about uh, possible dates for, for this year? You know, yes. The quick answer is yes. The, the thing that I said to myself right away was, when is the Filthy 50 and when is Heck of the North? Mm-hmm. Um, from a, from a, you know, a friendship standpoint with Trenton, obviously not going to step on those toes. Um, So the filthy is going to be on its day and we would be on a completely different day and it might be within a week of each other, but that's okay. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the heck of the North is one that I just, if I can do it, I'd like to do the ride. So Mm -hmm. obviously that doesn't work out. (laughs) um, Although I think if I wasn't at Meesville, it probably would be fine. (laughs) (laughs) The people that I have in place now could probably run it, but um, you know, joking aside, it, it, those were the two events that came to my mind first. Mm-hmm. Um, and even Heck of the North, it's it's a totally different beast. Um, it brings in a, a different slew of riders, um, sure. one being so far up north, 
that a lot of people just don't go out of their way that much to go to a ride and um you know the distances are different it's mm-hmm. a little bit more of a gnarly situation but um but yeah so that that said um without pinpointing exact dates it, that we we don't have any like anything actually in stone whether it's five different dates or one day right. the end of september would be a possibility mm-hmm. um Coincidentally, September 27th is is a Sunday, and September 27th, for as long as I can remember as an individual, has been my favorite day of the year. Really? It, why is that? It, exactly. The next question is everybody <laughs> says, why is that? And I, I, can't, I can't tell you why, but what I do know after living through many September 27ths is the weather... 90% of the time is phenomenal hmm. on September 27th. Um, the date when you say it just sounds kind of fun. Like, oh, that sounds like a fun day. <laughs> and, I mean, September is my favorite month for weather, mostly. Just It's like that perfect temp. You could It could be a little bit warm. It might be a little bit chilly, but overall it's a good, comfortable situation. But I did some searching, and, and um, you know, I was young, pretty young when my grandfather passed away, but I, I just found out or, or reminded myself after doing a little Google searching a couple weeks ago that um, he actually passed away on September 28th huh. of 1991. So maybe the day before there was something that just triggered in my brain? I, hmm. I guess I really don't know. Wow. Um, but nonetheless, it's my favorite day of the year. So... That would be kind of cool, mm-hmm. you know. Um, this past year on September 27th, uh, as as I remember, I was supposed to get tattooed on my favorite day of the year. And, well, and I did get tattooed, actually, on that day. I just got something completely different than what I was supposed to get. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I ended up getting my, my new tattoo a month later. But... Um, so yeah, that was kind of a fun thing that I did this year on September 27th. Uh, painfully fun, but uh, yeah. So that's great. You know, if that works out, yeah. um, as far as I can tell, there's going to be an event on September mm-hmm. 27th, whether it's cycling or running or triathlon or whatever. But there's, like I said, there's certain events I won't. Yeah, they won't overlap with. Yeah, so that that looks to be probably the most promising mm-hmm. right now. When, when, when do you think you might? I mean, obviously everything is up in the air currently, but do you have a sense of when you might want to make a formal uh, announcement about that? Well, I think you know I, I have a hard time again wrapping my head around that, just because I hate to make another formal announcement or make pick another date and then have it you know, taken yeah. up underneath us. But if that's the case, it'll only be because this pandemic is still going on, which would be mm-hmm. super, I mean, it may still be going on, but we should have a fix by then mm-hmm. um, uh, in some way, shape or form at least. And so everyone would understand if it got postponed or canceled again. Mm-hmm. So I guess I'm not really worried about it. I'm just watching some things unfold and sure. uh, just trying to be responsible about, and not hasty. I don't yep. want to be hasty about it. It makes it makes good sense. Yeah. So so let's take a walk back in time to to happier days. <laughs> you, this is this is the sixth year uh, coming up, or is this the fifth year? It's. I feel like <laughs> I <can't> remember. <laughs> um, you know, I want to say. I want to say this is the sixth year, and I don't know why I can't remember. Um. <laughs> Too many good memories. Well, there are a lot, and I'm trying to count the kits. That's what I'm trying oh, right. to do. The jerseys in my head, and I've lost. I've kind of lost the designs in there somewhere. But um, I want to. Yeah, this is probably six. I think this okay. is probably six for me. It might yeah. be seven for Meesville '56. Mm-hmm. You know that first year we talked about last year that um, Marsh put the ride on mm-hmm. same route and everything like that. And, uh, but it was just kind of a, a informal, um, Facebook invite. Yeah. It, right. Got a, a lot of response, but, mm-hmm. um, it wasn't what it is now. Um, 
So yeah, I, I, I'm pretty sure this is the sixth year that I'm putting it on. Mm -hmm. So how did you get involved initially? What was your? Did you ride that first informal ride yourself? Uh, no, I, w I was signed up to do it, and um, the weather was. I mean, it was actually crappy weather. And yeah. I'm a, I'm I'm not a fair weather rider, but I I like a little bit of comfort, and I just <laughs> think I wasn't I wasn't prepared for that swing of whatever whatever that year looked like, you know, leading yeah. up to it. Um, I just don't think I was in the right mind space to be out riding 56 miles. I think I was fit enough to ride 56 miles at the time, um, but not mentally I may not have been. And then it was cold and windy, and I just – it yeah. didn't sound fun to me. I like <laughs> to have – I really honestly, after years of racing triathlon – and, and trying to be competitive, and not that I was really good at it, but I was at least competitive mm -hmm. with myself and pushing myself and, and you know, sometimes um, swimming and coming out of the water and it's 40 degrees out, getting on a bike, sopping wet, and just, like, you get into a different mentality when you're racing. Yep. But um, it's painful. Yeah, and, it sounds miserable. <laughs> yeah, it's, well, it's totally, and people do it all the time, but... I'm kind of over it after 11 years of doing triathlon racing and, and d literally waking up at, you know, 3.30 a.m. Uh, oftentimes to go be, um, you know, when I worked for Gear West, we would we would be at the events as a mechanic support. Mm -hmm. sure. So I would get up and get to these events at, you know, 6, 6.30, wrench on bikes for two hours, and then throw a wetsuit on and go race and then go to work and work till, you know, six or seven at night on a Saturday. And those days were, I mean, they were wonderful days. Sure. If you think about all the things that I did in a day and, and anybody who, who races longer distances, I mean, talk about making the most of a day, but um, yeah, I'm just kind of over the, I don't yeah. want to be miserable on a bike anymore. I yeah. Just, it, I'll, I'll ride in the cold I'll ride in some rain. I'll ride if it's snowing, and I'll I'll take the wind. I don't want it all at the same time, though. <laughs> no, hypothermia is not fun. <laughs> right. Yeah. So you know, I know it's all about how you dress. Right. Well, I, I shouldn't. Some people will say it's all about how you dress, and I disagree. <laughs> because there's a there's a central piece to the puzzle for me that's like yep. if it's not. Even remotely fun. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm out. I'm, I'm too old you. for that. I hear you. So how did how did you come to be involved in organizing that then that, that second year? Well, and that, the, again, the long and the short of that is that the the ride kind of presented itself to um, to us, and I say us at the time um, in an old relationship that I was having. Um, the ride kind of came into our life. And mm -hmm. they were presented as a, hey, do you guys want to do this? And and uh, the the quick answer was yes. And then mm -hmm. we, we did that for years. Um, and it just it kind of gained steam as it moved forward. And mm -hmm. um, it, it's obviously morphed into something completely different than those first couple years, where it was very informal and very grassrootsy. Mm -hmm. But it still has that feel. Like on ride day, it still feels like a grassroots event. Nice. Um, the process getting to that day has become easier, but also a as far as a consumer <laughs> mm -hmm. or a participant. Um, you know, we've tried all the first couple of years was postcard entry mm -hmm. and then it was uh, Google forms. And then we tried to get fancy and have our own website and sell soft goods and all the stuff on the site at the same time. And those were the years where things were crashing um, and a lot of time and energy was put into building the the site and the yeah. off good sales format. Mm -hmm. And then <clears throat> it became clear that the the ride was significant enough that maybe we should try to make a purpose with it, like mm -hmm. have it have a purpose beyond just being a day where people can gather and ride, which yeah. in and of itself is a great purpose. But you know why not? Why not? do something to maybe make it go beyond that day. Yeah. And, and then, of course, help others who yeah. actually need, um, who need support, mm -hmm. help, food, yeah. clothing, that type of thing. Um, and I know we talked about that in depth last year, that we just 
decided that we were going to give back to charity. <clears throat> um, we picked a charity called 360 Communities, which is out of Dakota County. And their their basic idea, which isn't basic at all, but um, it's there's there's a lot of violence in the world, and with that violence, um, statistically toward women and children, mm-hmm. comes um, a lack of finance, um, a lack of housing, and a mm-hmm. lack of schooling, because the life has to shuffle extremely right. dramatically in order to get yourself out of those violent right. predicaments. Survival. Yeah, it becomes survival, and so 360 communities. Um, helps with violence prevention, of course, that's A, number one, but then all those aforementioned situations, so food shelves, housing, they're they're helping the communities uh, or being part of the communities to raise money for these types of scenarios, and um, they're not a huge, huge um, charity as far as charities go, like Mm -hmm. compared to some of these other charities that we're very well aware of. Um, but they're big enough to be making a huge difference. Yeah. And with the help of people, not me, but people like, uh, well, I'm coordinating this with them, but the, the community that we are part of, the cycling community, um, with those generous people, we've, we've now can say, hey, this, we, this is a generous community. Yeah. We have proven it for me specifically in the ride in Meesville two years in a row that you guys are willing to give back um, and able to give back. It's so, a pretty compelling thing. You know, when you think about 500 people giving $56 each, that's yep. a pretty, regardless of how big the organization is you're, you're supporting, that's a big number. Yeah. Yeah. You've got to believe that that has a meaningful impact on their operations. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's meaningful enough where they have taken their staff and, and carved out time specifically to build websites specifically for registration to um, help with a platform of selling um, Meesville specific soft goods, mm-hmm. um, you know, those types of things, which take, as we know, it takes time and energy and um, it takes time, not away from what they're doing every day because they're, they work so hard. I've, I have now been to 360 communities in Burnsville to kind of see like the hub of mm-hmm. what they're doing. And then just the, again, it's not a huge space, right. but what they're doing with the space that they have and then branching out into the communities, um, that small team is making big waves locally. That's great. So, yeah, That's it's great. And they're just, and like you would think that people in these jobs and scenarios would be, they're just, they're very graceful. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, um, they're kind and yeah. they're understanding. They work hard and they also know what they need to do to make it mm-hmm. kick, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, obviously with people being so willing to contribute and pay for, you know, quote unquote pay for being in a, in a ride, knowing that it goes to charity, obviously they're, they're willing to contribute. What other kinds of things have you heard from people who participated in the ride about that charitable component? Well, I, you know, the, the interesting thing is, is there isn't a lot of like in the background chatter when it comes, you'd think maybe that as a, a ride organizer that I would mm-hmm. be constantly having conversations with people. Mm-hmm. Usually it's only when something goes wrong. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah, I can relate to that. <laughs> yeah, I think, and I think that that's a, what I call that the Amazon mentality, where mm-hmm. like you look when we go shop on Amazon, you look at the reviews, and it might have a ninety-nine percent positive review. But which one do you read? You read the negative review. <laughs> the one star. The one star. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, oftentimes. It, you take it in this scenario, I've t- learned how to take it with a grain of salt. And my, mm-hmm. my mentor and, and good friend Trenton has always said that to me. He's like, you just got to take that with a grain of salt. It's not mm-hmm. personal. Um, I used to take things like that very personally. And now I just, I've learned to, you know, dissolve it quickly, yeah. but with, with kindness and understanding that people don't always know, exactly what's going on behind right. the scenes. Right. So to answer your question, it's 
the the feedback that I'm getting has been completely positive. Great. Um, especially since we added the charity component. Mm -hmm. And I think part of that is, is people probably feel um, less prone to complain when they're doing, when there's a charity mm -hmm. component, yeah. that, which, which I appreciate. But mm -hmm. um, I would imagine, you know, in, in my conversations with my close circle, when we, we don't talk about Meesville a lot, but when we do, everybody's, ex all my friends are excited about it. Um, even the ones who aren't able to or, or aren't participating in it because they're not mm -hmm. cyclists or it doesn't work out with their schedule or um, whatever the case may be, yep. they all think it's a pretty cool thing. That's great. So I think, you know, I have a good circle of influence. So mm -hmm. I would uh, I, I like to think also that the people that ride Meesville are kind of an extension of that. Mm -hmm. um, so, again, 99.9% .9 of the people are probably um, – super excited about great. the ride, but also yeah. the idea behind the ride. Yeah. So um, have you, uh, have you thought about, I mean, I know the ride the route itself, shifting gears a little bit has yeah. been kind of consistent for over the, over the course of the years. Have you thought about anything new? Are there any new additions to the event that for the, that you're planning for this year? You know, I, I not really. Um, that, that's the part that 360 communities and I kind of decided that cause they asked me, um, Jeff, the CEO, actually asked me, he's like, what, like, what do you want to change about it, if anything? Mm -hmm. And the route itself, I think, because we've talked about longer distance, adding a longer distance component or a shorter distance component. Now, mm -hmm. there are shorter distance options, but you kind of have to decide on your own that day if you're going to take them or not. Sure. So, um and and none of that felt right to me. Like uh, doing a hundred mile, adding a hundred mile component, not interested. Um, a shorter one makes sense, but if if we were trying to pull in a certain demographic, uh, maybe more kids mm -hmm. or think you know family type situations, which there's nothing wrong with that. But I just don't see Meesville as being that. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like the 56 miles is the right the right distance for the time of year um, for that community mm -hmm. or our starting and ending point for the after party at Kings, you know, you start mm -hmm. getting more people um, or making that day longer because mm -hmm. of the longer distance. Um, the trickle effect of that doesn't, it just doesn't make sense for, for me as an organizer. Also the, the people at 360, I mean, they're pulling out all the stops and bringing in, a slew of volunteers, so mm -hmm. having them be there for another four or hours, five hours, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. a ten-hour day. It's a lot. Why make it a fifteen-hour day? Right. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. You know, it, um, to me, the the course is one of the things, and I didn't make this course, but the 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 few guys who put this course together, I think, did a phenomenal job, and I think they knew what they were doing when they when they put they pieced it together the way mm -hmm. they did. I don't think 56 miles was necessarily the end goal. It just right. happened to become that. But um, the course is probably the thing that people love the most. And quite honestly, aside from maybe the after party component. Mm -hmm. um, so I, the only thing I really thought about doing was riding it backwards. Oh yeah. You know, and right. it, it, and I've I've heard kind of a. At first, most people say, "Yeah, let let's try that. That would be super cool." And I mm -hmm. and I agree. I think it would be it would be fun to ride it backward. Um, the, but the only thing I don't like about riding it backward is when the people come back into town. The route that they would take to come back into town is on a road that's gets more heavily traveled as the day gets. Uh, sure. Yeah. And it doesn't have a good shoulder in mm. its pavement and it's, um, it's just busier. And then when yeah. you come into town, you tee off at highway 61 there, that hub between Hastings and Red Wing. And that's and always busy. It's busy. Yeah. And I just really foresee somebody getting hurt yeah. or a potential accident where coming in from the South and ending I mean, you still end up almost in the same spot, but you have mm -hmm. a landing pad. Yeah. So 
And you know, as I, I don't know what the overall uh, elevation change collectively for the ride is, but you know, having that first stretch be all pretty much downhill, and yeah. then have have the the sort of the major climbs be toward the end, yeah. makes it feel like okay, I'm I can warm up into the ride. Yeah. And then I've got enough still in the tank to do those climbs, but it feels like a major accomplishment sure. kind of coming toward the end. So yeah, I I like the way you've laid out the route. Yeah, uh, I think because the first half is pretty much downhill. <laughs> yeah, no, it really is, and it the first half is not. I think for for the mentality of of riding, like when you go out on a ride, mm-hmm. you kind of you you know you're testing the wind and you're kind of seeing okay, am I going to get a tailwind on the way home or headwind? I mean, yeah. this in this situation, you don't have any control over that. But like for me, I have a couple loops that I like to do coming out of Maple Grove and through mm-hmm. Rapids and Minoka and Plain and whatever. And I always try to think of, like, what's the fun stuff toward the end? Mm-hmm. And maybe it's harder, but it's more fun. Right. And that's the way Meesville is set up. I mean, there's some cool points throughout the ride that we really discussed in depth last year. Mm-hmm. But like, like you said, the latter part of the ride, like the last <clears throat> third or even quarter of the ride is full of, you know, some pretty significant hills, yep. really pretty scenery, and you have to earn it. But it's right. not impossible. You yeah. know, it's totally doable. And and then you feel that accomplishment. And then mm-hmm. that last couple miles home, it's like you can take a deep breath and and soak it in. Or yeah. you can hammer those out and, and really get moving. Sure. But um, it feels more like coming home mm-hmm. where if we did it the opposite way, it might feel a little lonely, actually. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, um. Again, it was a thought, and, you know, unless we did a few other changes where they got back into town a little bit differently, mm-hmm. um, I think we just leave it the way it is. Yeah, I think it, I think it works uh, very nicely as, as it's laid yeah. out. Um, you've, you've talked a couple times about the T-shirts and the, and the jerseys uh, that, you, that you create every year. It's kind of become one of the hallmarks of the ride. Um, yeah. And what was, what was funny is last year, and I didn't get a chance to talk to this guy, but um, I was over in Brussels uh, okay. the, week, the week before the Tour de France, All right. and, uh, which started in, in Brussels. And yeah. across a park, I was wearing my Meesville 56 T-shirt, the one yeah. we from last year, yeah. and across a park... Was, you know, about a block away, I saw a guy also wearing a Measle 56, wow. in the exact same shirt. I'm like, oh, if I only had had a chance to go find him. Yeah. I, I mean, I couldn't, have, couldn't imagine that he was anybody f- outside of the Twin Cities, that he had to yeah. know, be, a, be a Minnesotan in some sure. fashion. But, yeah, it was just like, wow, I've come half the world away. Yeah. And here I am, you know, with another guy <laughs> from who's been on the ride. Yep, that's, so. that's actually – see, that's the stuff that um, – for me, from a soft goods standpoint or a design standpoint, and then of course the ride being attached to that piece, um, or vice versa, that that stuff, like it makes the heart happy because mm-hmm. there's a there's a pride there, of course. And absolutely uh, for me and the people who ride the ride who are in or who are involved in the ride. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, I see them. You know, I have some buddies who have Meesville shirts and other shirts of mine that I've created and they'll take pictures. Like they're proud to wear the stuff that, that I've come up with. Yeah. I don't want to take full credit for the designs because there's been a, a process of people throughout that have all helped out with the design in some way, shape or form. But the end result is always coming from this brain. And um, it just, uh, it's fun mm-hmm. for one. This year was, I, I'm, I'm sure you've seen it because you yeah, do. It's very yeah. cool. It's, you know, again, we were talking about tattoos earlier, September 27th and tattoos, and um, I have a new tattoo artist um, that my my oldest daughter has been going to for years. Hmm. Um, His name's Josh Paisley, and um, Josh is uh, just a solid dude in general, very soft-spoken, but very talented at the same time. I don't know if you would think he was a tattoo artist upon meeting him. I think you'd hmm. think he was a construction worker. But <laughs> he may have been at one time. But anyway, Josh and I sat down, and he was designing my uh, chess piece that I was going to do, and um, we ended up tattooing that this past fall. But 
in that conversation, um, I had reached out to another artist locally and said, hey, I want to do a specific, like a very artsy forward specific uh-huh. t-shirt this year. Do you, are you willing to help? And that, that particular individual gracefully said, I just don't have the bandwidth for that this year, which is uh-huh. totally fine. So, you know, it, the next obvious thing for me was um, Josh as a uh-huh. tattoo artist. And he... It, 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 he didn't even have to think about it when he had heard my story about the ride and mm-hmm. the, the charity. He's like, let me know what you're looking for. I'll get it done for you. That's great. So we sat down at Bunny's Bar and Grill in um, St. Louis Park yep. and and uh, had a couple cheeseburgers and uh, literally hashed out some artwork ideas Mm-hmm. And one of them was the earn your burger, so I wanted a big <laughs> tag. I just love. Yeah. I love that. That's a great, I mean, it's great, and it's fun, and then the big sword going through the burger is phenomenal, and then I decided yeah. to do the ink colors in, like, shimmery gold and silver, so it's, it, it's just, it, it was, it was fun. And that one actually was hard to get to come together on a T-shirt. Hmm. Like it would have been a cool tattoo or it could yeah. be a cool tattoo, but to make it into a soft good was a little bit harder than I thought it was going to That's be. That's interesting because it's such a simple I know. classic design. Yeah, and I think my brain wanted the cheeseburger to be like super cheeseburgery. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> you know? But then it didn't work with just a simple dagger and whatever. Yeah. So we did get it to, to pan out, and I think – the way we did it was classy and still cool and yep. a little dark and um, whatever. But the 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 horse one with the the roses mm-hmm. and the, the cog and the fifty six Meesville and then the two horses kind of going out. When when Josh first brought that idea to me, the first thing I actually thought about was Almanzo. Oh sure, the horses that had and yeah. I've never ridden Almanzo before. Um, and now it never will, but um, that's what I thought about at first. And I'm like, well, that's kind of Almanzo-y, and mm-hmm. that, which is totally fine because that's yep. where this this all kind of started. Yeah, so it it wasn't an homage to that, but it kind of is. Mm-hmm. And um, that wasn't the intention, but that's the way cool things kind happen. Of evolved. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So we went with it, and we talked about the a bike kind of being a steed. It's part mm-hmm. of your stable, right? We right. joke about that all the time. Yep. And horses are are um, powerful. They're working class, mm-hmm. and they get stuff done. And right. They're also magnificent and beautiful, and um, they're cool animals. Yeah. And, uh, of course, they're everywhere on the ride. You see horses all over the place, mm-hmm. you know, at people's houses and whatever. So putting that component of like strength and adversity and power, mm-hmm. you know, all those things, it, it made sense. And yeah. Josh told me after he drew that up and he, and I saw the drawing and I'm just like, I was blown away. I bet. <laughs> you know, just because it looks so strong. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said that he spent a lot of nights beating his head against the wall, trying to figure out how to make that flow. Really? Because part of the component, the roses mm-hmm. and the cog and the Minnesota with the lightning bolt and the way Meesville lays out, that was all, like, I had already thought of all that. Mm-hmm. And, but Josh thought there should be more to it than just what I had. <clears throat> and he wanted it to be more um, showy, which is totally fine. So when it came across as an art piece, it definitely looked like, it looks like a tattoo mm-hmm. like that you might get a big one. Sure. Of course. But, um, and we've talked about it. But <laughs> it could happen. So, and then we printed it. You know, we got it into digital form because that was all hand-drawn. So wow. we had to get it into digital form and get sure. it laid out and, and balanced and everything. And yep. my T-shirt guy um, at Front Runner Screen Printing, um, Aaron is his name, he did a phenomenal job just, I mean, for him it probably wasn't, super hard, but it's still time consuming to get sure. all that stuff leveled out and whatnot. So he did it and we printed them and um, we sold like 160 t-shirts. Wow. So that again, looking at people paying for the ride mm-hmm. and now also paying another $20 for a t-shirt, Yeah. which shows us that not only was art cool, 
they they want the memento for right. the ride. Absolutely. Well, and, after you work that hard, you know, a burger doesn't last as a uh, you know a, a memory, a commemoration of your hard work. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you definitely earn it. But yeah. yeah. It tastes good, but. <laughs> So you know when you put just putting and of course the the, the profits from the t-shirts all went back to 360 as well. Mm -hmm. So and then I I do have a kit made for the year and I posted a couple pictures for it, but that's kind of we never opened the store yet. Mm -hmm. And um, but when um, the coronavirus thing took over, we pretty much put a halt on that for mm -hmm. now. Yeah. Um, there's a possibility that we we might do a pre-sale for those still because mm -hmm. they're really cool. And yeah. people might want a new kit, and that might be what they're looking for. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm in talks with um, Pat Timo right now to try to see if we can, nice, um, without meeting minimums or whatever, just put it out there for the store. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, there's there we're still moving forward with the idea that the ride is going to happen this year sometime, and we're hopeful that it will. And uh, and when it does, it'll be. I mean, I think the day will be even more beautiful. Yeah. Just because of what we've gone through to get there. Absolutely. So, yep. you've uh, you've mentioned a couple of other rides that you like to do, gravel rides and some other ep epic rides like Amonzo and Heck of the North. Uh, what kinds of things have you learned from participating in those events that you've taken into account for Meesville? Well, you know, one of the things that. Um, and again, I bring up I bring up Trenton for, with the Filthy Fifty and the Day Across Minnesota often just because we're we're close friends, uh, brothers from another mother, as we would say. <laughs> but uh, Trenton is when I when I look at his events and the time and effort he puts into them, um, I'm kind of in I'm not in awe, but I'm kind of in awe because here's a busy guy with family and kids, young kids, and a full time job, and he's literally pulling out all the stops for sponsorship and he's mm -hmm. super organized and he's, he's uh, talented um, and he's doing all these things. And this is his, that's his outlet, mm -hmm. right? Um, he's creative genius in that sense. And, and, and he's got a passion for it, um, which is not different than me, but our approach, I think on certain things is very, very different. So my takeaway um again, for my personality, mm -hmm. is when I go do other rides, I notice all the idiosyncrasies of the finish area, mm -hmm. the, the start area, the, the registration process, and all those things. But at the end of the day, actually, none of that stuff matters to me, mostly because it's pretty seamless. Mm -hmm. And so when things are going right and simple, you don't really care about them. Right. right. It's when things go either terribly wrong or like amazingly more than right. Beyond your expectations. Yeah, your expectations are, you know, overflowing with good stuff. That's when we start to take notice of things. And in that mindset, I I've decided that it's all the stuff, quote unquote stuff that comes with a ride is not as important as the ride. Right. The day of the ride. And people aren't doing the ride to win door prizes, and they aren't doing the ride really to post the fastest time because only one person gets that honor. But it's a, again, it's a community thing. Mm -hmm. It's it's uh, coming together as a group of whatever amount of people and doing the same thing on a particular day. And everybody, it's everybody's doing the same route and everybody's mm -hmm. doing the same thing. And the end result is different for everybody. The feeling they have is different for everybody. But I think at the end of the day, everyone who came out and did that in some way, shape, or form has bettered themselves. Mm -hmm. They don't worry about what the finish area looked like. They don't right. care if their burger was a little bit more overdone than what they ordered. <laughs> you know, or if the beer was not quite as refreshing as right. they hoped, or is more refreshing than they hoped, whatever the case <laughs> So taking all those things into consideration, it's just, yes, I've learned things from other rides, um, but, I, but mostly the rides that I like to do, the most important thing is, is that that day mattered mm -hmm. to me, and it's something that I get to hold on to. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> the, the little stuff 
isn't the big deal. So, you know, it's the camaraderie and the friendships and the memories. Yeah. And so I, I, for me, again, Meesville, um, that's what it needs to continue to be mm-hmm. is that day that people look forward to coming together as a community with a group of friends and, and doing that one thing. Yeah. I mean, you, you've talked a lot about, you know, the little intricacies and the details that go into making that uh, seamless and, you know, effortless experience for, for the participants. But as you and I both know, being, you know, ride promoters, that doesn't just happen, right? You've obviously got a huge community of people around you who are doing a lot of this work and getting things up and running. What are some of the things that you typically need help with, and are there opportunities for people uh, to to participate on a support level? You know, uh, and again, um, with that in mind, it's the first few years were were more difficult because we went into it with a very light staff and we didn't really know what to expect and we didn't know how many people were going to show up and this and that. And as we've added the, the charity component, so the support from the charity alone is there. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the heavy lifting of the administration part of it Mm -hmm. that I'm not good at, that is now taken care of by 360 communities, which is beautiful. And, um, as far as volunteers and things like that, this year would have been the first year where I would have had a, a team of volunteers through 360 mm-hmm. that would have just been there to help with the ride, mm-hmm. like the dynamics of registration and packet pickup and mm-hmm. um, the door prizes and whatnot. So that we're still, it's still unknown exactly how that shakes out, but I can only assume it's going to be even easier. Yeah. Um, and again, this year, because of years past and because of experience, all the stuff that seemingly was hard before, pulling permits and getting insurance and mm-hmm. finding the porta potties and, and um, dealing with the sponsors, the, some of that has changed a little bit, but it's all become much more easy for me because of yeah. the relationships that I've built through the past five years. So making those phone calls or uh, what used to be long phone conversations or in-person meetings are now text messages because, um, you know, like now bike is my biggest sponsor Mm -hmm. and, and uh, Bob at the St. Paul store specifically is very much into the Museville ride. He loves the ride. And so now it's, you know, Bob and I met the first couple of years we met in person and hashed it out for a couple hours and, we still meet, but now it's more meeting and just catching up with life. Sure. If we need to take care of business, it's a quick text message and nice. you know, we're, we're, we move on. That's so, it, yeah, and even the, the police and the, the county, it's, I have their email stored in my email. I just pull mm-hmm. up last year's email, shoot it off, forward it over, and next thing you know, they're like, this is all you need for your permit this year. It's approved. Just send it in. You know. That's great. So, you know, there's not the big, and even with the city council, they don't, they used to want me to come down and meet every year, which mm. is a problem. It's right. actually a nice thing, but they don't, they don't need that anymore. They know that the ride is important, that it's a good community, a good group of people. We leave, leave it the way we got there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's really no trace that we were there for the most part. So they're just like, yeah, what's the date? Yeah, the date works. That, you know, we'll see you then. That's fantastic. <laughs> so, yeah, it's that so those little things that used to be a big thing mm-hmm. have become much much easier and that's maybe true. that's why i feel a little bit detached from it too yeah because it's become so much easier that it doesn't feel like there's a struggle around it <laughs> and and that's a good thing actually yeah. it just feels different you know that's great that's great. Well, yeah. and, and it's not the only iron you've got in the fire, obviously. I mean, you talked a little bit about your family and, you know, you, uh, those kinds of things. But you've also got the whole Huckleberry Adventures uh, uh, venture yeah. as well. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah. Well, and there isn't much to talk about, if we're being honest. I mean, I'm wearing Huckleberry hat. I have a Huckleberry sweatshirt on. <laughs> and that's totally coincidence. I did not plan that, even though I read it <laughs> leading up to this. But um, Huckleberry, kind of like... Um, when I had a brand with my cousin called Just Ride, mm-hmm. um, that was actually kind of fun and was doing fairly well at the the events and stuff, but it became a lot more work than than what 
um, I think either one of us thought it was going to be, so we either had to make a decision to, to run with it mm-hmm. and be probably in, like, poverty status <laughs> or, <laughs> or just kind of let it lie, and it's it's kind of come to the latter of the two. But um, But I still have this creative juice in me that needs to get out every once in a while and um with huckleberry adventure it just became more of a, it's a more of a hobby mm-hmm. than it is anything but it's a way to get those creative juices out so i can make room for other things to flow through my brain but um it, it to, to be quite honest it, it it literally is a hobby and i I have a whole slew of T-shirts sitting in a closet that are Huckleberry Adventure, and they're all really cool for what they are, but I haven't put a lot of effort into it mm-hmm. because it's a lot of effort to, to have an online store and sure. shipping, receiving, and, of course, it's, you know, it's real money that goes into the stuff. So, right. um, you know, it's one of those things where if I feel enlightened one day, I'll throw T-shirts at some buddies or call mm-hmm. up an old friend and say, hey, what size do you wear? and uh, send those off that way. But, you know, someday, someday when I'm maybe independently wealthy, I'll also do that as a, as a job. <laughs> but, so, I mean, but the idea behind Huckleberry Adventure is, is that life is a complete adventure, whether you're in the mountains or behind a desk at your cubicle. Mm-hmm. It is what you make of it. And you don't have to be on a hike to be on an adventure. Right. So um, the idea of that is, um, is my, my hashtag is um, own your adventure. It, whatever it is, just own it. And, um, of course, the, going back to the movie Tombstone, mm-hmm. I'm your Huckleberry. That's where it all started. So uh, <laughs> one of the best roles ever, uh, <laughs> Doc Holliday. Yep. Um, that when he said uh, back in 1993 that movie came out, mm-hmm. uh, December of 93, I believe I had just graduated from high school and went and saw that movie in that time with my dad and my brother. And uh, not to make it a sad story, but my, my our mom had just passed away. So mm-hmm. that movie really is in my craw because yeah. of a weird time. Mm-hmm. And But the movie, the movie I, it's one of my favorite movies. I don't know if it was one of the best movies ever in the world of movies, but to me it is. And uh, so Huckleberry reminds me of my mom mm. for just because of the timing. Yeah. And uh, I actually, when I got the design idea going, I I actually hired somebody on Fiverr to, no I, here's my ideas. Can you make them real? Because I didn't have a lot of money and I just wanted to make a, uh, logo. Sure. And uh, this gentleman in Bangladesh said, absolutely. I'll, you know, whatever. And it was, I think I literally threw 20 bucks at the system and wow. he came up with a few designs. And I don't know if you, if this matters, but you can see this bear. Yeah. had a, a bear walking over the mountains. And then the script is exactly what I kind of had hand drawn out. But um, he came up with the bear walking over the mountains. And there's a lot of, bear logos out there of mm-hmm. course but um not one quite like this yeah and, it's uh, it's really a cool logo it's a cool logo and yeah. i and i mean i'll take some credit for it but this guy knocked it out of the park when i put my ideas on into a computer and said mm-hmm. this is kind of what i'm looking for and um when i got that back it was that was a no-brainer so that's great you know, now mine, <laughs> and, and you've uh, you've got a charitable component to that too. You're giving away ten percent of what you make. Yeah, and so far, <laughs> if if anyone knows business, um, when you read the fine print, and it's not fine print, but when somebody says we're giving away ten percent of our profits, right? <laughs> there is no profit. You're not giving away. So Fair we're, enough. Fair enough. We, we're not there yet. It's um, an aspirational it, effort. It is. Right? Yeah. The, the idea is that it would give back as well yeah. once able to. Um, and I had high hopes for it at the time. And then, again, life has changed dramatically in the last year and, and, and all for the good um, for all intents and purposes. It's been an amazing, weird year. But, yeah, um, yeah Huckleberry is not not top on the priority. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's... It's still something fun, and it's yeah. something there, and it'll be there when it's ready to be. 
So well, I mean, it's some there's some great designs like you said, and some really fun uh, fun clothes that you've got in the in the system. So yeah, um, we'll definitely share that with people because it's worth uh, it's worth spreading the word about. For yeah, sure. absolutely appreciate. So. That. Um, Obviously, we're still waiting to get dates uh, for yeah. 2020, um, thinking about the best day of the year as one possibility. Yeah. Um, and so we'll we'll definitely let people know where where should we send people uh, to keep an eye on things. Well, I mean, Facebook is the quickest um, spot. Instagram also. So the Meesville 56 uh, for both of those social media platforms is where you're going to go. Meesville 56. Um, and so, that's spelled out, right? Or is it yep, the number? Yeah, that's spelled out on both of them. Okay. Yeah, 56 is actually spelled out. Um, and then we do have a blog, and and uh, I'll be the first one to say it's probably mildly updated at this point. <laughs> None of the stuff is really talking about um, COVID-19 because we're all pretty aware of that. But um, when we get more information, all those hubs will be updated accordingly. So. Great. Um, the blog probably has the most information packed into one easily, um, easy, easy accessible, um, and, and navigatable. Is that a word? Nav- navigable, navigatable, na- yeah. Something. Somebody will probably let us know. It's easy to find stuff. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, but Facebook, yeah, I like to post videos, and sometimes they get a little long-winded, and that's fine with me. Because it gives you a lot of information. Sure. But you just have to kind of suffer through it with me. <laughs> so that's the that's the caveat. But I'll I'll continue to post videos because I can give you the most information and you can get the emotion behind it at the same time, um, which I think is important. So um, when we know more, we will let everybody know, especially the people that have already registered. Mm-hmm. Those people have. Um, the, their positions on the registration um, page or in the, that whole situation are solidified. So okay. unless they physically say we are dropping out, mm-hmm. we're not able to do this, We they, that 500 just carries okay. over. Yep. Great. And then our waiting list also carries over. Okay. So, um, it, and things will change. I mean, sure. there will be people who will not be able to ride, and um, the waiting list will be the first priority. And if mm-hmm. those people then aren't able to, we just keep going deeper into that. So you're and telling me there's a chance. There's a chance. There is a chance. And if 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 we get to a point where we are able to open up more than 50 spots in one mm-hmm. crack, then we'll just – but our waiting list is probably at about 50 right now. Okay. So, That's great. That's yeah. Great. So we'll just keep moving forward, and when the more information we get from this whole thing, mm-hmm. um, the better idea we'll have of what that date looks like. Yeah. And then, um, you know, when when we feel comfortable solidifying that in and get the okay from the city and the county and kings and everybody else, then we'll dial it in and market it as that date and get ready for it. Fantastic. Well, Sean, this has been a lot of fun. It's great to yeah. catch up with you. And, uh, you know, we're sad that the ride isn't going to happen in a couple of weeks, but uh, looking forward to it coming back around um, yet later this year. So thanks yeah. for spending the time with us this morning. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for having me.